Hello, everyone. This is the Awkward Christian Podcast designed for the less than graceful Christian witness. Thank you for joining us on the Awkward Christian Podcast. My name is Stephanie and you're listening to episode three. On today's agenda, we are going to be talking about why we are here. I am talking about Christians in general, but also the Awkward Christian Podcast. After that, we are going to jump into Ask a Missionary and I have a really great conversation that I had with a Kenyan missionary who is serving for a time here in the U.S. I can't wait for you to hear it. Then, of course, I'm going to be bringing you some resources, blogs, books, even a TV show to help you in your witness and evangelism. And lastly, we will jump into the World Watch List, 50 Most Dangerous Places to Be a Christian. And of course, we're going to end in prayer for them as well. So stay tuned. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and share with one person you know needs a little encouragement in their witness. Also, if you or someone you know is a missionary or planning a mission trip, we would love to hear from you and pray for you on this show. And if you would like to share a moment when sharing Christ went south in your life, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at awkwardchristians at gmail.com. guys up first why are we here I felt very inspired um, this week and just going over the gospel um, with myself and I I just was overwhelmed with joy just realizing that God has been better to me than I could ever even fathom I was telling my children that that God has done more kindness towards me in one second of my life than I could ever do if I added up all the seconds combined towards any one person. Um, And that's just encouraging to me and it reminded me of how easy I should give myself over to witnessing and testifying about this grace that I'm experiencing and enjoying and and the love that I'm truly being lavished with as as we all are as the family of faith and so I was just sitting here thinking and you know I was just thinking about we are really existing at this point to make known the name and the work of Christ to all the world we are in this space and time like like Queen Esther for such a time as this to preach the gospel to a sinful world that they would have the opportunity to repent and to receive faith and atonement and forgiveness and eternal life. In Revelations chapter 3 verse 20 it says and Jesus speaking he says here I am I stand at the door and knock And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And just thinking about that and thinking about what Romans says in chapter 10, uh, verses 13 through 15, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have never heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And we're here to to stir each other up in this good work. I know that it can be very difficult and challenging to share the faith in our generation. Um, and it's never been easy. We, we look at the persecution in scripture. We look at the persecution around the world and throughout history. It's, it's never been easy. And yet God has been so good to us. The love that we have for him compels us. And so we wanna stir each other up um, past fears and past things that hinder us because that we want everyone in the church to hear job well done good and faithful servant and everyone to receive the crown of, of victory and so um i was just so encouraged by that and i wanted to encourage anyone listening that just meditate on the goodness of God towards you and let that um, compel you and motivate you to share because if you're enjoying your salvation, I guarantee the lost person that has no hope and no future apart from Christ would enjoy it as well. Up next, I'm going to be sharing with you some um, blogs, books, and even a TV show that you can use to help you witness for Christ. So stay tuned. And now it's time for the show where I share with you some resources to help you use in your witness using as tools and tricks in order to help start conversations around faith in Christ. Up first, one blog I love is called Desiring God and it was started by John Piper who is one of my favorite teachers and this particular blog was written by an author named Darren Carlson and it's called The Six Common Myths about missions and I wanted to share them with you. Now I encourage all of you listeners to go to Desiring God and read this blog but I'm going to share with you the cliff notes. So I'm just going to give you the six but each article about these myths is so interesting and informative. So number one the myth is that we experience calling alone and the kind of um, spoiler alert is that no this is happening in the context of biblical community number two missions reporting must be positive and that because you're not receiving you know so many converts per month is not evidence or statement to your not being called or your ineffectiveness on the mission field um this is just somehow sometimes how it goes and sometimes fields grow a little slower in certain parts of the world for different reasons and number three everyone is doing missions wrong they talked in this paragraph about the critical spirit of missionaries this one i felt a little convicted about because i was like oh i need to watch myself when i think about what other people are doing on the mission field and so it was very very rich there number four missionaries are super christians i feel like i hear this a lot in conversations about missions is they assume it's someone else someone deeper um, that's called to go. Uh, number five, 
the further you go, the more committed you are. Um, again, very, very interesting article here. Number six, missionaries are excited to come home, which I think I just naturally assumed, but they were really sharing in this part about the stress of even coming back to their home country. Anyway, guys, it was so good. Again, it's on Desiring God's blog, and the author's name is Darren Carlson. So I want you to check that out. Next, I got three books this week that I have started reading, and I cannot wait to share the little tidbits I get with you on the blog. The first book is called Meet Generation Z, Understanding and Reaching the New Post-Christian World by James Emery White. So far, it is so good. I love books that have facts, statistics, and study questions. So that's just what type of thinker I am. <laughs> the next book I got is called Compelled, The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith by Dudley Rutherford. And I love all the recommendations that I received for this book. Um, so far, like I said, it's a really nice read. And again, it has some questions at the end of each chapter just for you to think through and meditate on. The next one is called How Jesus Changed the World, an Illustrated Guide to the Undeniable Influence of Christ. It has pictures and it's kind of like a little history book. I love it. I'm, I'm excited too. I just like looking at the pictures already. So um, like I said, I just started these and so I'll be sharing what I'm learning kind of with the um, podcast as I work my way through these books. And my must-have books are um, Letters to the Church by Francis Chan and Radical by David Platt. Those books I can hear over and over again um, and I can I have learned something new each and every time so if those are not already in your library I really encourage you to to go and, and start reading those books and, and read them slowly because they're so rich also my favorite book is Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis I I love this book I could listen to it all the time this is a book too I would really recommend for audibles like if you can have this book even like read to you over and over again it is just such a rich and profound book and it's really helped in my um, spiritual development so I just recommend those books to you now I know I also mentioned this in episode one and two but I really want to encourage you guys and direct you guys to living waters ministry so you can go to needgod.com and it'll automatically direct you to Living Waters resource page. They are like a one-stop shop for all things beginner evangelism, beginner witness. They have videos, I mean archives and archives of videos of like street evangelism. How do you walk up to a complete stranger and start a conversation about God? You'll see Ray Comfort, who is one of their um, evangelists and teachers, and he usually starts the conversation of, what do you think of the afterlife? And it is amazing watching him walk through 
um, the gospel with hundreds of people and so just kind of watching him and and not that you would have to necessarily do exactly what he does but it definitely is encouraging to see him as he's witnessing to strangers in some really difficult situations and they're not always successful but you're able to see even that transparency of it and normalize the awkward experiences that we have as Christians when we're engaging a broken world also they have gospel tracks which I love um, anybody that's ever met me in person knows I'm always handing people gospel tracts because I know that even if you cannot muster up the words or sometimes you forget something or you feel like you should have worded things differently, because the gospel track has been drafted already and it's already a solid presentation of the gospel, you can always give them a gospel track <laughs> and be like, here, um, have you got one of these yet? Um, or hey, if you've missed, if I've missed anything, this can help you better understand. And there's more information available on this. And so, um, I definitely, and they have interesting ones too, funny ones, ones for kids, ones that are super interesting. I love the fake money ones. People usually don't hesitate to take those ones from you <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, and they have um, movies. They have made films. I mean, really kind of apologetically ta tackling some of our, the toughest questions that we have or that we are posed to as Christians. So they have one um, that is about evolution and it's called Evolution versus God. They also have another one. I think this was the first one I saw. It's called The Atheist Delusion. Why Millions Deny the Obvious. It's so good. His first film I believe is called The Fool, The True Banana Man Story and it kind of walks through why atheists think he's a, a fool. The other one is called 180 and it is really kind of tackling kind of people's idea and views around abortions. It's just so good. Um, there's another one it's called Audacity. Um, Audacity. There's another one called Crazy Bible, just kind of about why the Bible is so trustworthy. And these are all films and they're free that you can watch on Living Waters website and you can share them with other people. And I just think that they're a terrific, terrific resource that you need to be aware of. All right, now on to this TV show. I need you to go into your app store and I need you to download The Chosen app. The Chosen is a show, a series about Jesus, and it is phenomenal. I cannot even begin to express how great of a quality of a show this is. And I can be a little critical when it comes to shows and movies about Jesus, um, but this is not one that I have any complaints about. The acting is phenomenal. The quality of the show, I mean, we're talking million dollar episodes. The quality is phenomenal. Um, the, the biblical integrity is there. I have shown this to my friends who have been to seminary and teach, and they said that they would use this in their discipleship curriculum. The show itself comes with a devotional and the Facebook fan club is so lit. These are some of the funniest, most loving people. This is a true fan base. You have to check out the show, The Chosen. 
if you download the chosen app you can watch so many episodes for free but the one thing that i think is so awesome and unique about this show is it is 100 percent crowdfunded i mean these are believers that are giving to a show that is making jesus known and not just here in the u.s and canada and parts of europe but i'm talking about people are downloading this app and watching this show accurately depict Jesus or at least integrally depict Jesus according to scripture and they're watching this in countries where the Bible's illegal I mean they're they're watching this in countries people are downloading this app all over the world and so I encourage you go watch the chosen watch the first three or four episodes I think are free on the app and binge watch this this is binge worthy tv show and I definitely would encourage you to invite your friends have a party especially your non-believing friends send it to as a gift to a friend who loves great solid tv shows you can even go on youtube and watch people that are not christian have reaction videos to the chosen and see in real time just how eye-opening it is and this really uh just i mean it's just an amazing betrayal of jesus's early ministry and they're only on season one they are working on season two so stay tuned for that all right up next we have ask a missionary so stay tuned for this i have had an amazing conversation with a missionary who has some wisdom for all of us called to go Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and share with one person you know needs a little encouragement in their witness. Also, if you or someone you know is a missionary or planning a mission trip, we would love to hear from you and pray for you on this show. And if you would like to share a moment when sharing Christ went south in your life, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at awkwardchristians at gmail.com. Hey guys, and now we're going to our favorite part of the show where we get to ask questions to a missionary. Our first guest is my friend, Sam Tomei. He is from Kenya and graduated from the International University with a double major in theology and missions. And he's gonna talk to us today about his life as a missionary and what God has for him next. Our first question is, how did you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ? I, I... I grew up going to church, and I grew up uh, going to church. My mom was a first um, a Christian in my village when the missionaries came down to the village. So I grew up going to church, but I've never really, really known and deep uh, what it is to give your life to Christ or to believe in, in, in Christ or what is salvation. So I came to know the lord jesus christ when i was the la when i was in high school the last year of my school in the high school and i was about to graduate in high school so the preacher was preaching one day in a, in a, a chapel and he called the protocol was who want to receive the lord jesus christ and i went um i responded to a protocol I went and he prayed for me 
but it was really uh, amazing because um, I really felt something that I've never felt in, in in my spirit that day when he prayed for me. It's like this big heavy load that just, um, you know, went down of my shoulders. And I can feel the spirit of the Lord. I can feel the Holy Spirit at that moment when the preacher prayed for me. Where were you located when all this was happening? What part of Kenya were you in? Um, the school was in Narok, Masai Mara. So the school was down in Bush, Moy Niagara High School. It was just a local high school in the, in the Bush. And how old were you when you knew that the Lord was calling you to missions? So before I, I respond to that question, uh, I want just to to elaborate what's the bush, what we call the bush in Africa or in Kenya. So normally people call uh, the bush or villages or shags. That's Kenyan, um, um, what the Kenyan people call shags. So the bush is is the villages, people who live in the villages, people who live very close to to the wild animals. People live on shacks, like people live on woods to call. So that is that, that is the bush. No big cities, no um, fancy uh, things. So that that is the bush. So. I was I was 24 when uh, God called me for mission, and and now I am 37 years. So when God called me for mission, I was a student in a seminary school, and that's when I started um, going for mission, but a local mission in the city, and doing evangelism in the slums, and God called me like, for uh, church planting and we planted the church in the slum. I became a pastor and I pastored the church for four years. And after that, um, God called me again out of the Nairobi city to the far away to uh, North Kilimanjaro, Kenya, to serve the Maasai people and reach Maasai people in uh, North Kilimanjaro. So it was a mission for two years, teaching the local leadership, um, the churches that are, young churches that are planted, and to plant more churches. So we, um, we did that for two years, and we planted um, six new churches, and we trained um, 15 um, leaders, the church crew, the Lord added um, people into numbers and uh, Christian, and the Lord um, really moved. That's when I really learned a lot in mission. That's when God really taught me a lot of things. Tell us next what the biggest misconception about missions was that you learned on the mission fields. The first thing I, I, I will I will say is um, how people. I went to mission and with an, uh, with a mind of using other people's model or trying to do what other people did, even um, doing evangelism and reaching people. 
so i could read a lot of um, materials just uh, you know written material that people and testimonies and, and and try to do what people did but my first six months in the mission i tried that just to do what other people did i failed a lot so i it was really hard because that break my heart because i found myself like that i don't see fruits i don't see people coming to christ so it was so dry so i started uh, praying and speaking to the lord and that's when god um, just showed me that this is not my um, my work this is the lord's work so my my, my work is to obey and 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 and, and let the lord um, do what pleases him that is so awesome what is one encouraging thing that you would like to say to those listeners the Lord is calling to go. One encouragement that I will give um, those who are listening through this uh, broadcast that we are called, and this is a, a great commission that the Lord Jesus Christ gave, given to us, all Christian, in, 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 in Matthew 28, that go, we are sent, go to all nations and make disciples, make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and teach them to obey. So one encouragement that I will give um, those who um, are feeling they are called to move, to go um, a different location uh, for mission, I will encourage them to really pray for, for the, 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 that vision that a lot have planted in their hearts and to seek um, the Lord guidance to obey, because God call us, and, and 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 many times we are, we are afraid to go, and God call us, and many times we listen um, outside voices because many people will tell you here, why don't you serve the Lord here, and there's some more work done here, but God have plans for his mission and his plans are not our plan so god might um, want to send someone to uganda to somalia to afghanistan our work is to obey and that's why um, it's saying isaiah that the lord is looking those who you know god is looking someone to send so the lord is looking people who will obey and so my, my, my encouragement is that and pray, obey the Lord and listen the voice of God. Don't listen to the voices that are speaking outside. And my encouragement to those who, want, who are not called to go, uh, but they are called to mission, to pray for missionaries and to pray for uh, God's work, um, what the Lord is doing in mission. You know, locally and internationally, and also to support those missionaries by prayers, encouraging them, and even in, in financially. Sam, I just want to thank you so much for joining the Awkward Christian Podcast. Your story of how God has used your life is phenomenal, and it's so encouraging, and I'm so grateful for your time here in the U.S. um, as you're teaching us and um, helping make disciples in this area. It's just really encouraging, and so I thank you for your encouraging words to all of our listeners here on the Awkward Christian Podcast.
Coming up next, we're going to dive back into the 50 most dangerous countries to be a Christian. And we've got some updates uh, pertaining to number seven and number nine, Yemen and Nigeria. So stay tuned. Hey guys, I just want to remind you to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also, if you would like to be featured on When Sharing Your Faith Goes Wrong, please remember to email us at awkwardchristians at gmail.com. Also, if you are a missionary or you know someone who is a missionary or is planning a mission trip, we would like to come alongside and to support you. So please send us an email and let us know your plans so that we can pray for you and share about you on our show. Again, that's awkwardchristians at gmail.com. And now, guys, we're going to jump into the 50 most dangerous places to practice Christianity. If this is your first time joining us, we have been working our way through a list, the World Watch list, which is the 50 most dangerous countries. We've been working our way slowly through this list, learning a little bit about each country and the kind of persecution that they experience. I wanted to read something really quick before we jump into our list about number seven, Yemen, and number eight, Nigeria. And so seven, Yemen, Open Doors says this. It says, an ongoing civil war in Yemen has created one of the world's worst humanitarian crises in recent history, making an already difficult nation for Christians even harder. The war has allowed radical Islamic groups to expand their operations in certain areas, leading to Christians being abducted and killed. Open church activities are forbidden and leaving Islam is forbidden. Muslims who decide to follow Jesus could face the death penalty. And I just wanted to share that with you so that we really have our eyes open to the truth and reality of what our brothers and sisters are going through in this part of the world. In Nigeria, on February 17th, 42 students, teachers, and family members of teachers were abducted. Now, seven of which of the people that were abducted, we know for a fact are Christians, our brothers and sisters, and they were abducted from the Governor Science College in uh, Karo, I'm sorry, Kagara, which is near Niger. Now, no organization has claimed responsibility. Um, However, it happened on the anniversary of the mass abduction that was committed by ISWAP which stands for the Islamic State of West African Province and um, this terrorist group has um, become more and more um, prevalent in abductions and kidnappings of all kinds and so I just wanted to give you guys some updates and clarity on that so that we can really pray effectively for our brothers and sisters in this part of the world. Now jumping into our list number 21 on the U.S. Open Doors World Watch List is Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan's type of persecution is a dictatorial paranoia. They're located in Central Asia, and the dominant religion in this part of the world is Islam. Number 22, Laos. They are under communist and post-communist oppression. They're located in Asia, and their dominant religion in this region is Buddhism. Number 23 is Turkmenistan. 
They're under dictatorial paranoia. They're also located in Central Asia and their primary religion in this area is Islam. Number 24 is Algeria. They're under Islamic oppression. They're located in Africa and the dominant religion in this region is Islam. Number 25 is Turkey. They're under Islamic oppression. They're located in the Middle East and the dominant religion is Islam. Number 26 is Tunisia. They're under Islamic oppression. They're located in Africa and the dominant religion in this part of the world is Islam. Number 27 is Morocco. Morocco is under Islamic oppression. They're located in Africa and the dominant religion is Islam. Number 28 is Mali. They are under Islamic oppression. They're located in Africa and their dominant religion is Islam. Number 29 is Qatar. They are under clan oppression. They're located in the Middle East and their dominant religion is Islam. Number 30 on the world watch list is Colombia. They are under organized crime corruption. They're located in Latin America and the dominant religion in this part of the world is Christianity. So stay tuned because we want to take time to pray specifically and effectively for our brothers and sisters that are experiencing persecution. We want to pray for the parts of the world that they're in um, because in many parts of the world they also remain largely unreached. And we'll talk more about that um, later in the season about all the areas where there are just very few Christians. Um, and so we want to pray effectively for them. So join us for this part of the show coming up next. Additionally, if you would like to learn more or read the full article regarding what's going on in Yemen, visit urgentneeds.org. Also, you can take the pledge, Open Doors USA. As soon as you go to their website, opendoorsusa.org, there's a big flyer for taking a pledge and a commitment to pray for our brothers and sisters that are experiencing persecution. It's hashtag I will pray 2021. And I encourage all the listeners for the Awkward Christian podcast, take the pledge and join us to commit to praying this year for all of our brothers and sisters that are suffering for the name of Jesus. Additionally, if you want to just, if you're like a data person and you want to look at graphs and numbers, there's a YouTube video called The State of the World, The Task Still Remaining. And it's produced by Frontier Missions. And it kind of gives you graphs and data as far as how the church is doing and what parts of the world are still unreached and how we can pray. And prayer is coming up next. Father, we just want to come before your throne, Lord, with our worship, our praise, our thanksgiving. Lord, you've been better to us than we could ever have asked for. To be in your family, to be in your grace, to be in your will, to be, Lord, able to experience, Lord, who you are. 
to be able to touch and taste and see that you're good to be able to approach the throne of grace and mercy lord boldly forgiven and redeemed and in the process of sanctification to be like christ and jesus we love you as our king and our leader and everyone i know everyone listening desires to express that love in obedience to you and in service to you all the days of our life that we would pour ourselves out like a drink offering like paul described um, lord that we would spend our days lord laboring in your fields planting seeds and watering it and lord making disciples and teaching them to obey all that you've commanded lord that we would get to experience what the holy spirit does as he is bringing people to the knowledge of christ through humans lord we want to experience this we want to know this and so we thank you that this is what you are extending to us and this is what you lord are holding out in your hands and lord right now we want to join our hearts lord together um, as a community because you've told us lord if if we would agree on anything lord right now we want to join our hearts in agreement with those right now that are under Lord, extreme affliction and suffering through the abductions that happened in Nigeria. We join our hearts to the mothers and the families praying for their children, the families praying for the teachers and the family members that were abducted. Lord, right now we're praying that all 42 of those that are have been abducted return. Lord, we thank you that they return alive and whole and, and praising you. Lord, that they would see that it is you and by your righteous hand that you've rescued them. Lord, we want to pray for those in Yemen, Lord, that um, are under famine and persecution. We pray that you would, Lord, deliver them resources and food and, Lord, comfort and peace. And I thank you, Lord, that you would help them, Lord, as you've done with the first century church and those after, Lord, that have had to flee from persecution in order to spread the gospel. And some, Lord, have even had to give up their lives, Lord. Oh, I pray, Lord, your grace and your covering over this family, Lord, our family, our brothers and sisters in Yemen. Um, right now, Lord, we want to lift up those that we've talked about today, Lord, those in Uzbekistan, Lord, um, who are under just oppressive government. Lord, we pray that you would help them, Lord, um, to continue to be strong and courageous in their faith and to continue, Lord, to um, stir each other up, Lord, and in the faith and in the grace and to strengthen one another. Lord, we pray for those brothers and sisters in Laos, Lord, we pray, Lord, um, for their strength and in their encouragement and their endurance through their communist and post-communist oppression. We pray that you would help them, Lord, in their witness to the Buddhists that are around them and that you would give them the words to say, Lord, um, to open the eyes of the understanding of their neighbors and their family members and we pray that they would be fruitful in their labor and they would just get to share in the joy of watching people come from death to life and and i thank you that you would add to their number lord each and every day um, i thank you lord for our brothers and sisters in turkmenistan and lord we just pray lord for their peace lord and their endurance lord we pray that lord just the spirit lord your holy spirit just would flow and minister to them and around them lord i would just pray that um lord 
oh Lord, that they would find such a joy and a comfort in your word. I pray for resources and, and Bibles, Lord, whatever they need, Lord, I pray in your wisdom and your knowledge, Lord, that you would go before them and would provide for them everything that they need. And um, we pray for our brothers and sisters in Algeria who are under Islamic oppression. We pray, Lord, relief from these radicalized terrorist organizations. We pray, Lord, peace, safety for their children, Lord, strength in the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, we just pray, Lord, a grace over them, them and our brothers and sisters in Turkey, Lord. We pray, Lord, your grace for them. We pray that your mercy for them. We pray your refuge, your peace. We pray for resources to be made available. Um, Lord, we pray that discipleship would be so fruitful in this country, Lord, that, um, Lord, just their, the fellowship they have within their brotherhood lord it's just so sweet and promising and lord i pray that you would help them lord and their witness um even when it is difficult lord i pray that you would give them lord boldness in their faith in tennessee lord i pray lord for our brothers and sisters here lord i pray that um you would continue lord to guard their heart and mind in christ jesus keep them strong lord keep the, like, their faith lord um before them lord i thank you lord that you've given them the gift of faith lord and you are able to save them completely those who come to you because you live forever and you're constantly interceding for them and so i pray that they know that and they rest in that i pray for our brothers and sisters in morocco lord we pray lord that they would have a peace a comfort a boldness lord um a joy lord a hope of the world to come the better world to come we pray also for our brothers and sisters in malaysia food and resources lord and an increase in their faith lord and just lord a constant lord um hope lord of of just the resurrection of the dead lord any of that have been lost because of persecution lord i pray that you remind them that you will raise them up and that they will rise first to meet you in the air i pray for more bibles for people in this part of the world lord i pray that you would also bring bibles food resources to those in qatar lord i pray that lord you would use any means necessary lord to get resources to get your word into the hands of these believers because your word is our hope it is the anchor to which we can build our life lord is upon your word and so lord i pray that you would continue to move us um who have the freedom to have bibles many of us have many bibles um i pray that you would help us lord to gather our resources and send them just as the first century church sent resources between countries to those that were afflicted and suffering and had less and and i pray that you would help us to mobilize our resources and also give to guitar and for those lord that are suffering in colombia i pray for strength for um, our brothers and sisters in this area i pray for revival among these christians in this area lord i pray that you would um, bring conviction lord to the hearts of all of these corrupt organizations and leaders i pray the fear of the lord would strike them in their hearts lord and Lord, I pray that you would help each and every one of us, Lord, that has the freedom to declare you, Lord, but are sometimes hindered because of fear or busyness, Lord, or just worldly living, Lord, whatever hinders us. And there, there are also things that we don't, we're not aware that are good things. You know, having children, a family, these things can sometimes, Lord, blind us from the overarching mission that we have, and that is to ultimately build our kingdom. And so forgive us, Lord, for any opportunity that we've neglected. Lord, help us. 
Lord, to make disciples. Help us to bear witness right where we're at. Help us to use the resources that you have given us because you've so richly blessed us. And Lord, we'll be careful to give you all the glory. Jesus, you are so worth it and so worthy of all of our praise and all of our witnessing. And so we just pray that you would enable us through the power of the Holy Spirit. You would go before us. You would soften hearts. You would open minds. And you would give us the grace and the speech in that moment to make your name great, to make your name known. And Lord, to make, Lord, your second coming, Lord, people aware of it. You are coming back to redeem your church and you're coming quickly for the sake of those that are persecuted. And so I pray that, Lord, you would help prepare your people, Lord, for your return and help us to prepare the the world around us for that day, Lord. And we pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Hey guys, I just wanted to remind you to add us on our Facebook page, The Awkward Christian Podcast. All of the links, videos, blogs that we talk about on the show, I post on Facebook. I'm also going to post pictures of the books that I was talking about in today's episode and every episode. We also have an Instagram page where I post interesting things and articles related to missions, related to mobilization, um, all all week long and so I don't want you guys to miss any of this really good content that I wouldn't just have time to share in every show and so I encourage you add us on Facebook jump in the comments like a post um, just request us as friends so that we can continue to get to know each other you can share your story with us and we would love to know what you're working on within your community or the mission that you are planning abroad we want to get to know you and we want to connect via Facebook or Instagram so please follow our pages so that we can continue to grow together as a community and make Christ's name great together.